When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Rose Ed and oh no, hello and welcome. I've written it twice. <laughs> hello and welcome to Rose Ed. What did you just say? I, I just read, even though I wrote it, I was going to go, hello and welcome to Rose Ed. Hello and welcome to Rose Ed. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, good at this. Hello and welcome to Rose Ed and what a weekend for the North London clubs as the Gunners fire three past Brentford and Sunny sinks hapless Leicester with a quick fire hat trick. Meanwhile, Haaland hits another as City cruise past Wolves. Villa and Southampton take the lead in the worst game of the season competition and Man United didn't play, so Hannah's happy. No Mike this week, so we've replaced him with his lookalike, Nicole Holiday. <laughs> and don't forget to visit anotherslice.com forward slash Rose football for all of our premium content. And I'm sticking with this feature, even though Hannah thinks it doesn't work. We'd love it if you could review us and to make it more fun, we'd like reviews in the form of a poem and our favourite review each week will win a Rose Ed mug with a picture of the team member of their choice on. Uh, so there you go. Oh God, I'm so anxious this morning. Um, Nicole Holiday's with us. You're right, Nicole? Yeah, I'm trying to work out if I'm offended that you called me Mike's lookalike. No offence, Mike. <laughs> That's offensive. No, I mean, it's more because I'm not a man. Um, but I'll take what? it. You know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, reveal. Um, you know, I'll take that. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Thanks for having me on. It's taken us 34 minutes to work out how to... Think, plans changed at the last minute um, this week. So myself and Nicole in the studio, Hannah's um, on the floor <laughs> in the living room. And again, <laughs> thank God we had someone technical here to help us set it all up because it's been... Because Hannah's there. not there to do it. Um, you had a good week, Hannah. Weekend. That's what's happened, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah good. I, I don't have anything exciting to report about the weekend. I've done any gigs or anything. I've just been a parent and gone to a 90th birthday oh. party. So, Who's 90th? Yeah. Andy's grand. Uh, and how was it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was banging. Um, I hope yeah, not. she's like 90. But do you know what? This is, I think this is fascinating. So for breakfast, she has a banana. 
for lunch she has a pork pie and a cream cake <laughs> for her evening meal a microwavable meal oh. and then she has a chocolate bar oh, yeah. 40 fags a day and a bottle of whiskey every two days she's 90 Stop. and they're like the strongest fags you can get not like the I mean I don't know I don't know I don't smoke but apparently they're like really strong cigarettes even the kids that my parents have fostered that love a fag even they've said in the past oh, I couldn't smoke them they're well strong and she's there chugging away. She can do a full cigarette in two drags. Oh, that's, that's a set of pipes. Get her on the show. <laughs> she's my hero. Promoting a healthy life. And then it's like, hold on, she's she's outlived most people. To, to be fair, my great granddad lived till he was like, I think he was 94. And he used to smoke 40 fags a day and yeah. eat bread and dripping. So that's basically the fat from the bottom of the pan from a fry up. He would then put his bread in it and eat. Um, Because he grew up in like the 1910s and stuff where like everyone was like, that was the height of sophistication. And my nan used to think that he was like a really hard worker when she was a kid. Because every day he'd be like, oh, I've got to go and see my accountant. What she didn't realise was he was going to the bookies then having five pints of Guinness. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) He lived to 94, so... Do you know what? Just don't worry about healthy eating. You know what? Don't <laughs> listen to Jamie Oliver, all of that nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Wicks knows f- all because <laughs> look at Andy's nan. Pork pie, cream and 20 fags. Does she eat that because she thinks it's healthy? Well, the doctors have said now if she stops smoking, it would be like detrimental to her health because <laughs> she's so used to having like the fags every day. Like, it's actually amazing. Wow. And when you see her and you're like, oh, do you want a cream cake? And she's like, oh, yeah. And you'll be like, which one do you want? And you've got a selection. She'll always go for the biggest cream yeah, cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how's she doing that? She doesn't, she's not even diabetic. <laughs> she eats that stuff. It's like, how do you do that? 90 years old. What a ledge. Extraordinary. Um, yeah. yeah, I won't. House, the house stinks though, by the way. Of pork pies and fags. Cigarettes. <laughs> and fags, yeah. You know, when you, you know when you used to go to a club when you were younger and you'd come out and feel like you have to wash your hair mm. or your pillow stinks of fags. It was like that. And when like, house. and the walls go all yellow. Yeah. yeah I like, hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. She'll she be doesn't. deeply offended. <laughs> I, there is no way she can work any kind of podcast app. I'm almost certain of that. Too busy outside having a faggot. Uh, pork pie and <laughs> cream cake. That's living. Um, Hannah, not Hannah, you're Nicole. Nicole, <laughs> um, how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was quite decent. Oh my God, I fell in love in the toilet. Wait. It, well, yeah. No, kind of. What, with like a toilet attendant or uh, another punter? Uh, another another Wash guy. Wash your fingers for the mingus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, no spray, no, no spray, no Yes, <laughs> that's my favourite one. I miss those days. Um, no, it was I was out, out for dinner with my friends and I went into, they just had like a single cubicle toilet situation. And I, oh, actually this was weird for me. Okay, I've, I'm going to tell you now because I've committed. Mm. Basically, I went into the toilet and as I was going in, a gorgeous guy came into like the toilet bit and was waiting outside because there's only one loo. Oh, so hang on. So it's like one of those mo- modern, it's 2022, well, unisex it's toilets. Unisex. Well, no, it's it, not even yeah. just literally one little toilet room, one little room with a toilet in. Mm. So he's come in and stood outside as I'm closing the door. So I saw him and I thought, oh God. And I'm sat there and I just got stage fright. He was right outside. The walls were thin. Oh, I couldn't pee. Anyway, obviously flashed the chain, washed my hands. I opened the door and he was standing there. And honestly, this guy is one of the most stunning things I've ever seen in my life. And I just looked at him and I went, uh, um, I, I didn't do anything. And he was like, what? Said, <laughs> what are you in oh, there for then? <laughs> um, I, I couldn't do it. I got stage fright. I, I could hear you outside and I just panicked. And he was like, oh, uh, I, I'm really sorry. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, no, it's not your fault. Anyway, walked off. I was like, what the hell happened there? Very weird for me. 
Couldn't work out if he was with a girlfriend. Anyway, left, didn't ask for his number or anything. Obviously then, not, you met him in the toilet. Mean, obviously not, yeah, but then we kept making eye contact. There was a vibe there. Anyway, I'm walking through the park near me the other day with my mum. And so this is the morning after. And guess who's on the other side of the street? Toilet Bay. Really? Did you talk to toilet- him? No, of course I didn't talk to him. I was going to say run over and go, hello, it's me from the, from the loo. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I think he lives in my area. That feels like, that feels like you want him to be in your area. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, I do, Joe. That feels like fate putting him yeah. into your path that you should have talked to him. Uh, he was too far away. And by the time I clocked him and thought, oh my God. And I said to my mum, that's toilet guy. And by the time I told her the story, he'd then disappeared. I thought it'd be a bit weird if I ran after him. Oh. But yeah, so I basically fell in love. And were you desperate for the toilet? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Because you only normally go to the loo in a pub or something when you're really desperate, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sat at the dinner table and I was like, guys, I don't know what to do. If I go back now, everyone's going to think I've got diarrhea. But you know the um, like the kind of mixed, the unisex toilet situation that's happening kind mm-hmm. of in the modern world. And I get it because it's like, obviously it's like no matter kind of what gender you identify as, like toilets are, <laughs> toilets are a communal place. As Nicole's proven, you can make a friend in the toilet. Boyfriend. But my boyfriend, husband. Husband. But husband. my only problem with that is I don't feel like women have really thought it through because do you really want to share a toilet with men? Like the difference between a men's, a gent's toilet and a women's is like you will walk in and you'll be ankle deep in wee. Every toilet is blocked with so, not human feces, God knows what, just like old car parts, vomit. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't, I don't think it's like, you can share our toilets if you like, but you're no, not yeah, going to no. want to. No. Well, it depends. If I've got toilet bay, honestly, he was like a mixture. I don't even know, like David Beckham and oh, who else is really hot? Like Brad Pitt. He was good, good modern references. He was absolutely, <laughs> absolutely stunning. Humphrey Bogart and Fred Astaire. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to marry him. You can come to the wedding. Excellent. Imagine though, if you'd have had loads of asparagus with your meal, and then you went to go and do a wee, and you'd be like, "Oh my god, my wee's going to smell of asparagus oh, or sugar." Yeah, puffs. and then you got I love that smell though. Ugh. What sugar? No, sometimes I eat asparagus just because then I know three hours later I'll have a wee, and really? I'll have a wee, and I'll be like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> Or have you ever eaten like when you eat loads of beetroot? How do you say it? Beetroot. Beet beetroot. 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 Beetroot to yourself. Beetroot. Don't ask me. Don't yeah. ask me, Jeff. Well, sometimes people say beetroot, don't they? Beet beetroot. 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 God, I love coming on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Quality football content. Um, no, it makes you wee red. Yeah. So I d- and, but I did a wee after that without knowing that. I was like, Jesus Christ, what's going? Yeah, and then I googled it. Like, what am I dying of? It's like, oh, you've either got this wrong with you, this wrong with you, this wrong with you, or you've eaten some beetroot. And I was like, oh, that's. So there we go. That's going to make it into the movie of my life. It's time for arguably the second most popular feature on the show. Right. It's table time with Hannah East. Oh. But not with Hannah East. I'm not going to read that. <laughs> but I'll just sit here and listen. Table Time with Hannah East. Not featuring Hannah East. Right. So, Nicole, what happened was I thought it was a great idea every week on the podcast to uh, <laughs> read the table out. Just read the table because I thought it'd be great to see any movement at the bottom. Oh, the Premier League table. Five. I've just got what we're talking about. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. table I thought we Quite were Quite a common phrase there. in football. Sure, <laughs> sure. I'm sorry. I'm still on the beat route. Fine. Well, so every time someone talks to you about the, you're like, the table, what is this table? Table. 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 I can't see <laughs> Arsenal on a table. Right. Yeah. <laughs> following. Yes, following. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> And so I was like, let's let's do that. And then Joe and Mike were like, so essentially what you want us to do is just 
reached the table. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, let's make it a feature. And it was in my head, it was like a really great segment to put in the podcast. Right. And this is it. Just Joe reads a table out. And I thought it was really, Ooh, <laughs> it was really good. Thrilling. But my mum had, my mum had quite a good idea. She said, oh, she called me up. and was like, I've had an idea for the podcast. Oh. I was like, oh, go on then, mum. Oh. I was like, I won't pay you. Like categorically, um, no commission. But she was like, "Why don't you like randomly select a team each week, each of you, and then you've got to talk about them, and then it really yeah. mixes the teams that you talk about." I said, "Mum, that's a really good idea." But then I thought, I can't even get Hannah to read out the table, even though she's the one who came up with the idea. And it takes us eight minutes to do a 20 second advert. So I just just feel like it would be too hard to get anyone to do it. So it's a good idea. I might send it to a better podcast so that they can do it. Um, The table time with Hannah East but not read by Hannah East. We'll start at the bottom. Leicester are 20th. The rest of the bottom three, Nottingham Forest and West Ham United. Up to 17th, Wolves and Palace, Villa, Southampton, Everton, Bournemouth, Leeds. What are you doing? She's so <laughs> bored. She's off. on the phone. She's playing Candy Crush. <laughs> not interesting. <laughs> you lost me at Leicester. Um, bo- bo- <laughs> Um, Bournemouth are 12th, Leeds are 11th, Newcastle 10th, Brentford 9th, Liverpool 8th, up into the European spots, Chelsea 7th, Fulham and Manchester United 6th and 5th respectively. Top four, Brighton, Spurs, City and Arsenal. Oy, 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 oy. Um, both both <laughs> the North London clubs within one point of each other at the top of the table. Ooh, um, it's fight t- me! It's, <laughs> it's time for the actual most popular feature on the show. Right. It's time. <laughs> for th- This mic really smells. It's time. <laughs> For things that make you go, oh yes. How do you feel about this? Girl? Does it? Do you feel uncomfortable? Look at her face. Um, <laughs> oh, like, you've known Joe. Oh, Senor Arteta, donde está la points, mi amigo? I'm feeling quite confused uh, about it. Oh no, yeah, you lost me at that bit. Oh, oh yeah, we're, we're done. Put oh, the tongue away. <laughs> Never. <Yeah. laughs> um, Nicole, what's made you go mm, this week? Um, in general life. Well, yes, please. <laughs> the football. <laughs> what? what really happened in the <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I wish. <laughs> I didn't has, do anything. What has made... <laughs> I'm ignoring the <laughs> action going Squeeze it. on That's there. not hand sanitizer. <laughs> oh, Joe. Sorry. What, what has made me go, oh, this week? Um, white chocolate Kit Kats, very stunning. Mm. I watched, um, I was just saying to you guys off off air, mm. that I watched The Game, mm. which I thought was quite a niche film, but 30 years old. Not. Yeah, Michael Douglas, yeah. shout out, good film. Uh, what else is there? But Hannah did also think that Killian Murphy was in The Mask. So her, oh her timeline. That was such a difficult like confusive confusive confusion <laughs> oh my god that's so confusive because there's, there's a bloke who's in the so mask confused. who looks a bit like killian murphy isn't jim carrey <laughs> no he plays the lead character not jim carrey hang on what the dog no i, I don't know what's happening <laughs> so there's the baddie dorian right. looks a bit like killian murphy but hannah didn't put together it's just a bloke that looks like killian murphy because he's 16 years older than him right, right <laughs> he right. just looks a bit like him 
Killian Murphy, it's though, what a guy. Hangs, he hangs the, the golf club over his face in one of the scenes and he's like, Dorian with my nae And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's like him from The Mask. And then you were like, hold on, sorry, you, you've got really, really confused here. <laughs> oh. like, so you watched a film from 30 years ago, which you enjoyed. I did. I liked it and I lit some candles. Did you? <laughs> sounds really sad, doesn't it? No, sounds quite nice. I love a scented candle. Yeah, yeah. I lit loads of them. And then I get really, I don't know if you do this, I blow them all out before I go to bed. And then I go into my room and I have to run back into the living room and check that I did, in fact, blow out all the candles. Yeah. And then I do it about three more times. I just get really stressed out that I'm going to burn the flat down, which has happened. Well, almost happened. What? (laughs) I've not burned anything down yet. Jesus. Um, Yeah. So, uh. Nice weekend, very wholesome, Joe. Any football stuff you enjoyed? The Arsenal oh, game, for example. Well, I went, to the, <laughs> I went to the pub with my mum at midday. Yeah, I didn't quite like that Sunday midday kickoff. No, I went I to like the pub that. with my mum to watch the game and got a roast. And it was quite cute, actually. We never really do that. We always watch games together like at home. Um, sometimes I might take her to the Emirates if she's lucky. <laughs> but it was quite cute being at a little pub near me. And she was wearing a little Arsenal shirt. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. How nice is that that you go to the football with your mum? Yeah. it's so Yeah, we're going this weekend. Well, I don't know when the podcast comes out, but it's Women's North London Derby this weekend. Um, and I'm going to go with her. She bought, bless her, off the back of the Women's Euros, she got an Arsenal Women's season ticket. Oh, um, did she really? yeah, yeah, well, that's amazing. Yeah, so um, she's become Mrs. like a proper, I know, proper <laughs> little fan. I don't know what accent that was. <laughs> Some weird Australian accent. She's going to be there this weekend throwing bottles at the Tottenham fans. Yes, and... she is because she's <laughs> a top hooligan. Mum, <laughs> <laughs> me, you outside. Yeah, if you're, mom, if you're we, like, we don't do that at women's games. But if you're doing a pitch side report and your mum runs past in the background, like <laughs> being escorted off by security. Yeah. Oh, if you can't hold me. <laughs> Mum, not again. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that was my weekend. Lovely. Yeah. Um, Hannah went to a 90th. Um, Man United didn't play this weekend, though, Hannah. That must have been a, a relief. I didn't. That's something that made me went. That made me went. Made me went. I've got to say, and I don't want to say about Spurs, but let's talk about Sol. Yes. Mm. Hat-trick in like 14 minutes. I mean... That was amazing, wasn't it? He was so, he was fuming that he didn't start. So uh, it was like him going. <clears throat> Do you hear what he's what he said afterwards as well? Because he's such a sweet, humble man. Um, no, I'll let you carry on. But yeah. he said afterwards, I uh, scored three lucky goals. Now the third yeah. one was quite fortunate, but the first two were f***ing quality. Like yeah. especially that that the so first goal, the right foot one in the top corner was so good. And how he's like basically said, you know, I haven't been. The rest of my teammates have been performing really well, but I haven't been. And it's like, just so, like, a lot of players wouldn't say that, would they? You know, it's like, oh, you know, just like coming into a bit of form now Mm -hmm. or kind of back themselves a bit. Mm. But he was very matter of fact in his post-match interview. I liked it. uh, But Nicole, you're about to criticise him. Not criticise. Criticise the nation's darling son. No, you know what? I've always been, you know, even as an Arsenal fan, I've always kind of been like, oh, but he seems so sweet and Allah. I think... He's also got this other side to him that you do see sometimes. Mm. I don't know. I think he's painted as like the sweetest person ever. And then sometimes he does the odd thing on the pitch and you go, ah. He's got a little bit of a petulant streak. Yeah. And, and there's been times where he's been sent off for like kicking out and stuff. I think generally, and also I'm basing this on my, um, my friend worked with him and did a shoot with him mm. and said he was like the nicest, politest, most okay, respectful okay. man. Oh, really? And you know, most footballers are mm. So like, or either they, they range from kind of, Total knobhead to most of them are just a bit boring. 
because they've never really done anything in their life apart from hang out with other Muppets like all day, every day. So they don't really, really that interesting. Occasionally you get like a clever, interesting one. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, footballers. Juan Mata. Yeah, like Juan Mata. Like our Juan. Um, But yeah, he's like, like he said he was very nice and respectful and polite and shook all the crew's hands and whatever okay, and sat nice. and chatted to people right, and fine. a lot of footballers don't bother to do that no agreed yeah no that is nice um i i did a video of gareth bale um where gareth bale complained because he was like, oh by the time we're finished here when i get home it's going to be dark so firstly i won't be able to play golf <laughs> i don't care <laughs> I just, I, I honestly couldn't care less gareth it's november so yeah probably but like also it's like Everybody else in this room is getting paid a day rate. You're getting paid £600,000 a week. Do you know what? If you're feeling a bit moody, check your f***ing NatWest online banking. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. that'll cheer you up. So, like, to complain about that in front of, like, runners and stuff who'd been there since six o'clock in the morning setting up and stuff, it's just like, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, the thing is, in their defence, they'll have no awareness of that. And it's all exactly. relative. Like, if, you know, if they're getting paid that, I just really hope. I keep saying to my kids, like, do you, do you like playing football? We go once a week and um, <laughs> they're just like, yeah. And I'm like, well, let's just keep enjoying it because then if you can play, you know, to a high level, you can pay for me to be in a really nice retirement home. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I parent. It's just, it's just like, lads, keep it up and enjoy it. But more importantly, try and be as good and as ruthless as possible because me and your dad want to chill in Barbados. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, Right, so let's talk a little bit about Spurs Leicester. Um, Tottenham haven't played very well. Still find themselves one point off the top of the table. Yeah. 6-2. Leicester looked absolutely shambolic. Do you think Brendan Rodgers will get sacked, Nicole? You know what? I'm going to disagree with you there. What? I don't don't think Leicester were that bad. I actually don't think they played that badly. I don't think the scoreline was actually that representative of... The game. Oh, I thought you were saying something nice about yeah. Tottenham for a minute there. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I don't. What is happening there? It's something's just clearly absolutely not working. There was a couple of occasions, though, particularly for the last. And I mean, obviously, I understand it because they shipped like four goals at this point where they were defending and we were hitting them on the counter. And there would be like two centre halves, no fullbacks in sight and like two people trying to defend yeah. four attackers. And it's like. Of course you're going to concede. And your centre-backs have got no chance. They've yeah, conceded... defensively, hot mess. Well, they've conceded 25 goals from set-pieces since the start of last season. They are worse than that famous Derby team that went down about 15 years ago in terms of points and goals conceded mm. at this point in the season. Dyche at Leicester? It's, um, Get him in. Get it's... Sean Dyche in at Leicester. Oh, I'm available. <laughs> I'm ready. Do you, do you actually think that that Brendan Rodgers should get sacked though? Because if Son wasn't playing or he didn't come on and didn't score a hat-trick, would, would that whole thing have been as bad as? Oh. It's when you get penalised for uh, when it's, it's a high score that people are like, right, you need to get rid it of It looks worse. Oh, I, I, it doesn't come at the good time with an international break either. Does no. It a good run of and, and this is the thing. And I heard his, um, he was saying post-match, actually he was, he was very honest. And he was kind of yeah. saying, look, I know we all know how this game works and I want to stay. And I want to yeah. try and kind of get the team through this this poor patch, yeah. but we know how it works. And and that's the thing, it's being realistic, isn't it? When the team, I think what's tricky is you almost don't know why it's really not working. It's not like they don't have some Good very players. talented players. So yeah. it's, it's a really tough one because I almost don't see, I like Brendan Rodgers, but I almost don't see how he is going to, what can he do now? to turn things around. Mm. How can he change anything? I don't know what could 
be changed right now apart from a new manager and then you always get that new manager bounce and then some of the players want yeah. to prove themselves to the new the new gaffer and you know I think yeah. I almost just don't know what he can do to save Leicester right now well, I don't think he'll be there after the international break yeah I think whether he's a good manager or not it's sliding and yeah. once things start to slide and the players lose faith and the fans lose faith you've yeah. got to pull the trigger no matter what because yeah. it's like what do we do and also a club of that size with that investment cannot go down Oh God! No. Because it destroys them. But I feel like they won't. Surely they won't. But then, I, I mean, you never know, and it's not looking great. But I'm maybe I'm being naive. But to be fair, it's so early on in the season. But I'm like, no, they they're not going to go down. But you never know. Yeah. And as well, they've just got a new coach in, haven't they, to work on set mm. pieces? And this coach should have come in earlier, but there was a problem or something with the visas. But do you not find it? I, I personally, I found it really cringe to listen to Brendan Rogers' interview after, simply because, like he, Nicole, like you say, he was he was talking about, you know, I know how this yeah, game yeah. works, and I really want to stay. It's almost like now that we take ownership of asking a manager, it's almost making them like beg to say, yeah. why should they stay? Mm -hmm. And if he says the right things, like, listen, you know, we haven't haven't had a good start to the season, but what we're going to do and give people the answers that they're looking for and that they want to hear and give them a bit of a plan, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I think he'll probably stay because he's really enthusiastic. But what can you say when somebody's asking? It's almost like asking you to beg. Yeah. Just yeah, why yeah. you should be there. And it's like for somebody like Brendan Rogers, like I think he's a great manager and he's, He's very well liked, very well respected. And yes, the, the team ha you know, have to take the accountability as well. But I felt really awkward and a bit uncomfortable listening to that, that, that type of questioning because it's like, right, everybody knows what potentially could happen. And I felt really sorry for, for him. And yeah, they're not in a great position and it wasn't a great scoreline. But I, I agree with you. I think Leicester actually, in, in parts, played very well um, in that match. But it's also, I, I get what you mean. It's, there's kind of an element of going like, all right, do you want to sing for your supper now? So do you still want the yeah, job or yeah, not? But what, like, but what else can you say? Because yeah. was it Scott Parker that had like a really bad post-match um, yeah, interview? Yeah, at Bournemouth, he basically yeah. annihilated the Went squad. Went in and on they the players, right? <laughs> and this is the problem though, is you either, you kind of do an almost thing of like, I do really want to stay and I think we can turn this around or you go the other way and you almost just go no I don't know what what mm. to say I don't know what the players are doing but then you're completely you're basically getting yourself fired if you do that so I think yeah, it's a really yeah. hard balance to know what to say in those moments and to be yeah. kind of positive and optimistic but also realistic I, I think it's actually media wise I think that's a really yeah. tricky uh, question to have to navigate as a manager. When Leicester have conceded 22 goals, which is the most any Ooh. side has shipped after seven games of a Premier League season and the most in the top flight since 1965. Um, that's that's yeah, pretty, that's bad. pretty bad. Um, but what a fall from grace for Brendan Rodgers, Hannah, because six months ago we were talking about him. You would, you, your inside scoop, reliable information <laughs> as always, told us that he was going to be the One next the United manager. <laughs> yeah. We, I can't say the school or any more information about his family setup or anything. But I thought he was going to. Can I let you say? Hannah was like, I actually can't reveal my sources, but um, I know for a fact <laughs> his daughter has just moved schools to Manchester. So make of that what you will. Like, I'm not saying it. But... <laughs> yeah, and cut to Brendan Rodgers gets sacked by Leicester Eric Ten Hag's at Man United. So yeah, yeah. Um, Never but what a fall from grace for him though, right? I mean, what where what would happen to him next? Can he still get a big job? 
Yeah, where would where would Brendan Rogers go? Well, because he's done it. Like, I don't know. He would go somewhere. It's not it's not great for Leicester. I don't think their consistency is that brilliant. Because obviously, I live in Leicestershire, so a lot of my friends around here are Leicester fans and supporters, and they're all getting a little bit frustrated with the style of play, the difficulty around set pieces, and they still have an amazing atmosphere. Have you either of you been to Leicester? No. It's amazing. And you quite often go to the matches and you've got something on your chair, whether it's a drink or something to eat. Or <laughs> I meant like a bit of chewing gum or like bird shit or something. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. nice. It's got some hubba bubba <laughs> yeah. There you are, look. Thanks, Brendan. Your yeah. <laughs> Thanks. But they're like, they have such a great atmosphere and Leicester fans are really supportive. So although they're frustrated, they know that they'll come good at some point. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a bit awkward because obviously I'm a United fan. But I'll go quite often to Leicester ground to watch uh, a lot of football matches. But at this auction the other week, you know, the one where I didn't get my tea till like quarter. Yeah, the cold fish pie. (laughs) The cold fish. Fish cake, fish cake. Cold fish fingers. (laughs) Uh, Cold fish things um yeah they uh i i offered to get two um seats in a box uh, at leicester and do you know when you're like oh well, we'll probably maybe wait till the end of the season when they when they come good because you won't really want to go now to watch uh, a game would you no so yeah i love that my my mum from um <laughs> from her when she retired from teaching a year ago her class got her assigned deli alley shirt and I was talking oh. to someone about it over the weekend. I mean, yeah. And, thanks. And my mum was like, my mum was like, what do we do with it? Should we like, should we keep it? I was like, yeah, we keep it. And then someone with was like, well, yeah, well, no one's going to buy it. So I was like, oh, what that is. Like, imagine that. So, so we got a box at Leicester. It's like, now you're all right. You got anything else? Like, I'll have one of those fish cakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tottenham's 17 points from seven Premier League games is their joint best record at this stage of a campaign. The last time it happened was 2016-17 when they finished second. Let's talk about Arsenal. 3 yeah. nil winners away at Brentford. A um, little bit of chat around Thomas Frank might be the next man in at Leicester. Should, I was about to say, that was so weird. I was about to say, should Ethan Hawke, he's a movie star, should Brendan Rodgers go? I'm having a breakdown today. Um, but this is the headline. Aged 15 years and 181 days, Ethan Nwaneri is the first player under the age of 16 to ever play in the Premier League. Would you like a little fact lit, Nicole? Uh, go on. He has to use a separate dressing room because he's still a minor. Yeah, so they can't <laughs> that's, actually. That's insane, isn't they it? They can't yeah. really talk to him either. Don't they have to like go through his parents? Or yeah. he hasn't done his GCSEs. This is amazing. So why, why, why can they not talk to him? I think because he's a, a minor. So I don't think certain things there can like stuff, go yeah. directly through him. So yeah, Jeez, just stick him on to get smashed in the face with an elbow from Ivan Tony. <laughs> brilliant! It is like, crazy, isn't it? Like fifteen. That's that is so that is so young. I know. Like that is that I is a child as far as doing. I'm concerned. And some of these, like yeah, what was I? What was I doing? Pretty fifteen. Trying pretty to get girls. Chase. Yeah, pretty <laughs> trying to get into girls' house parties with <laughs> four castle lanes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that is insane. And also like when he goes on to the pitch, I know he came on in the 92nd minute. Yeah. It was kind of like a token thing, wasn't it? To be like, oh, look, we're going to play the youngest ever player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a nice, lovely moment for him. But like you would go on and you would look at people like, I don't know, Ivan Tony or whatever, mm. these huge specimens or, or the keepers and be like, oh, God, it's not like school football. Like absolutely but terrifying. also what a moment that would be. Ridiculous. And because you're going on so late in the game, three no up, there's no pressure on you. So you you know yeah. you can literally just go on and get that experience, get that feel for it, have an incredible time and not really have to worry. And it's it's kind of like Arteta saying, 
this is one to watch out for. Yeah, yeah, like, I think so. Get this, get to know this guy's name because he's going to be a big deal because I'm playing him in 15 years. Well, old. yeah, and it shows that he must really trust in his maturity, his capability, because to put him on, even if it is, you know, a few minutes towards the end of the game, mm. that is a, a big statement. And I think it's just generally a big statement of how confident the team are yeah. and Arsenal are at the moment and how much they have faith in their youngsters, well, which we've been seeing anyway. Arsenal looks good again. Saliba, yeah. Saliba looks really good. Every yeah. time I see him, he looks like a cracking player. Um, are you quietly, I mean, not even quietly, you're beaming. Are you? Yeah, how are you feeling nice. now, confidence-wise? Like, genuinely. Like oh, because it's nice, you know? <laughs> like It's been years now since I've actually been really impressed and almost really quite confident in this team. And I think that's the same for a lot of Arsenal fans. And we've had quite a few rough seasons, you know, mm. back to back. Several. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you love saying that. And even like when, because I'm working there again now, <laughs> but I, I started working there like six years ago, I think, which is insane. And then I left about four years ago. And that was when Arsene Wenger was leaving, when it was quite a toxic atmosphere Aww. there. Uh, we couldn't it was really tough do... for fans, wasn't it? You and Wenger in the same. <laughs> no, God. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know we couldn't really interview fans at that point because you didn't really know what they'd say mm. everyone was feeling quite negative it really wasn't a good time and so it's so nice to be there and also be back working with a club where things are really good and also even if I don't know if either of you have been to the Emirates this season but oh my god just the the general vibe there the atmosphere everything about it is so positive the feeling, it's oh, its so, so different. And it's mad how, mm. how quickly that can change. Um, and even you've seen points when we've gone down or, or was it Gabrielle with an own goal a few games ago? Every game's mm. merging into one. But everyone's still, the fans are still getting behind the team. And it's very much like, a it's it's okay, don't worry. We're behind you. We, we know you can do this. You can bring it back. Mm. And I think that faith and that belief has really, really changed this season um and it's just really nice to be part of that is that a style of football thing though because um spurs are only a point behind arsenal yeah but when tottenham starts to play badly and lose fans get a little bit antsy yeah, and anxious agreed. and whatever and i think it's because people don't love the style of but i don't mind it it's not like Mourinho football but yeah, like people yeah. don't love the style of play whereas arteta is playing good fun slick football so you sort of go okay well we can live with it yeah I think that's what it is is I remember New Year's Day I went to um, Arsenal at home against Man City was it New Year's Day yeah pretty sure it was um, and we ended up losing that was so unfair we ended up losing mm. anyway but we played really well and I remember that game being really frustrating and we've had a few moments like that where you go ah oh, the result didn't go our way but I can be quite happy in how we played. And I think now we're getting that combination where the results uh, are starting to come come through, but then you're actually also enjoying watching your team play football. Mm. And when you're getting both, that's really quite nice as a football fan, isn't it? Because that's yeah, yeah. what you want to see. Because there is that whole thing of, if you're getting the results, who cares how they're playing, if, if they're winning and they're getting mm. the points on the table. But when you're seeing really good football, and that they're enjoying it. And Gabrielle Jesus, oh, praise the Lord, honestly. <laughs> so, so good. And at the new signings, I feel like we've recruited well. Like mm. just everything about it right now 
is just quite a joy to be watching and mm. be a part of. And actually we go into games and I feel quite confident mm. and I feel like it's been quite a few years since I've felt that way. So do you feel confident yeah. about the next Premier League fixture? Oh, that's the North London derby, isn't it? it very much is the yeah. North London derby. Oh, very uh, much good. For, like uh, even as a Tottenham fan, it's very much like Mikel Arteta. Mikel Arteta. Mikel Arteta. He's but like he's very much like the bright young thing playing attractive football against sort of evil old oh, Antonio man, Conte. Conte. <laughs> it is. It is very much good versus evil, and I, for one, am happy to be on the evil side. Yeah, I. Just... You know what? I can't say I'm ever going to feel really confident going into North London Derby. And I think you'd probably feel the same. Mm. It's There's always such like heightened emotions around that. Um, and, and like you're saying, Spurs are doing well, regardless of what you might think of their style of football. They're, they're doing well. They're getting those points. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised either way, but I'm definitely feeling the most confident going into it than I have done in a long time. Mm. And I think the likes of Jesus would be gagging yeah. to get a goal See, in the North London Derby. Uh, what's your thoughts on Artita? Artita. You know what? Did you uh, did you guys watch the Amazon Prime? I No, I can't bring myself to watch it. I'm so sorry. I just can't. Oh, uh, you know what? It's, <laughs> like, it's funny because I, I don't know if you've seen any like, uh, scenes from it or memes or anything where these team talks, they're, so, they're hilarious. I mean, they're not meant to be hilarious. He's mm. meant to be very serious, but he always like gets this like drawing board out, you know, like teachers used to do at school and he's doing these drawings and they're really, really quite bad. He's not an artist. <laughs> and it'll be like this and it'll be like this. What stick men? So just like, <laughs> Literally, here's Odegaard, this, here's Saka. This <laughs> is us. We are. And it's like this really passionate team talk. And I'm like, and he screams so much and loses his voice and like, Anyway, but you see it all and some of it, I'm a bit like, this feels a bit a bit theatrical, but... Is anyone pissing themselves? Like, no, 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 they're all really straight face, but I'm yeah. thinking if that's me, I I'd would be, be like in hysterics. I'd be shaking with laughter. <laughs> um, I wasn't so sure when he first came in, only because things weren't great, but you look at what he's doing right now and and you know how passionate he is about this club and you can't you can't not get on board with it like and get behind him i think he's doing it, very well yeah is it a big factor for you as a fan um about the the injection of youth in the team like your long term vision is that a, a a big factor for you does that excite you it does i think it's always great to see young talent and and coming through and if they come through your own academy and, and stuff like that of yeah. course but i guess the worry is holding on to them. That's why it's so important yeah. that we do well. We get... Yeah, and they want to stay. Yeah, we get European football, but Champions League, ideally, so that we can get them to stay. Because yeah. if you're looking at your Bukayo Sackers, your uh, Gabriel Martinelli, Emil Smith-Rowe, if you get other clubs interested, if we weren't doing so well and we weren't getting European football, at some point they might look to leave. Mm. Whereas when we're doing well... The atmosphere, even if you look at Granite Jacker and when it got very toxic with him mm. at the club a couple of seasons ago, how that has turned round is actually quite remarkable. Well, he's playing a little bit further up the pitch, isn't he? A bit more freedom. Yeah, and, and he's doing so well, but yeah. even just um, the relationship with fans, because it was really quite bad. What game was it? Was it at Palace when he took off his shirt and, and threw it? And Do you threw remember? It, threw it on the ground, yeah. Yeah, and that was a really, really not a great time for him and Arsenal fans and how that has turned around and they were singing a song for him the other day like it's just everything about the club right now I think as a player would be a joy to be a part of so I think right now 
we're going to be keeping our young talent. I think it's mm. a really exciting time, but it's just very important that we carry on in this good run of form. We yeah. get into the top four or, or win the Europa League, whatever it is, both would be lovely and secure Champions League football. Mm. And then I think we're good. We can attract bit bigger names as well. Um, although right now I'm pretty pretty happy with the squad. It's sort of all a bit pointless though, isn't it? Because Okay, Joe. No, because <laughs> well, no, City are just going to like storm the league so we are playing for second really at the moment Hannah what's you your prediction know. for the North London derby Spurs are away at Arsenal so what are you saying 3-0 yeah. Spurs win well I, I think I'd put my money on Arsenal well, no, but, no, but, what's, but Hannah, Hannah, Hannah what's your real answer <laughs> but then you can't I just you can't underestimate Spurs yeah. and they can they can pull it out the bag they have the capability to do that they've got the experience to do that and if history unfolds it, it repeats itself then um yeah, they, they could they could do it. I don't know. I, I would probably I would put my money on Arsenal personally, but I think it'll be pretty tight. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna give you a ring after the show, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> it was no eye contact with me because every week he's like wants me to not back Arsenal, and because Mike's not here and he's just like. Um, Erling Haaland has scored a hundred goals oh, in his last ninety nine games in all competitions. Kevin De Bruyne has been directly involved in one hundred and fifty Premier League goals in two hundred and seventeen appearances. Um, Hannah, can anyone stop City? No, nobody can stop City. <laughs> it's Sorry. It's got, they're completely... <laughs> they're, they're just out there. They're, they're, yeah, I, I wouldn't even ever suggest that they're not going to win the Premier League uh, at all. They're, they're amazing. I do think genuinely, like, because Spurs beat them at the Etihad last year, mm. and I do think they're susceptible to a loss against big teams. But I think the problem is they beat everybody else. So... You, there's yeah. no making up that points deficit at any stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the probability, yeah. Um, yeah. But Nicole, do you see anybody stopping them? I mean, you know what? Obviously, as, as an Arsenal fan, I'm not. I'm not deluded. I know how good Man City are, and Haaland has just been absolutely. But you're about to say something deluded. <laughs> no, no. Steam train. <laughs> yeah. You know what it is. Obviously, Arsenal are, are, are doing very well at the moment. And I do have confidence in them, but it it does seem like no one could could really overtake Man City. But if anyone is to do it this season, I Spurs. think it's Arsenal that will give them a run for their money. What will be what will be bullshit. the kind of I guess big <laughs> test is when they come up against each other? That's when you'll potentially see uh, yeah. how big a gap there is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. When. All it takes is an injury from Haaland, though, and De Bruyne not in great form. Okay, and all De Bruyne's of a sudden so it's like, good. oh, well, they're a bit of a I, too much rotation. Yeah, yeah. I also love, though, how... <laughs> I love how... <laughs> some, your phone. Your alarm. Um, right, it's time for the third most popular feature on the show. Let me see your fantasy team. Oh, I just realised what you're trying to sing. That was so out of tune. Well, was it? <laughs> you went to the Brit school, didn't you? <laughs> no, I remember. Right, okay, so let's have a look at the table. Um, top of the table, the Pookie Blinders. Second, the Creelminators. <laughs> Hannah, back up to second. Uh, Seal Valladolid Seal in third. Green and White Army in fourth. Bad Grandad in fifth. West Midlands Village sixth. Aribo Tang Fastics a seventh. Nothing to lose. Mike's team up to eighth somehow. East 11 Hog and East team up to ninth. Bunsen's Betty's in 10th, then Cucarella Deville, <laughs> Richarlie Heisen, the Angel Gabriels, Bella's Booze Hounds, Hazus Walks, Stray 
Stranger Mings, The Hazest Time, Big Bobby C, <laughs> Rapid Voxel, Down in 20th, Now Then Vardy Bum, that's my team, Liam's Ooh. Legends 21, 22nd, What A Good Edison, Rachel Jones, and bottom of the league, 23rd, A Game of Stones, Jess Jones, um, that's my girlfriend. So le- life lesson there, doesn't matter how badly you're doing, her fantasy team will always <laughs> be worse. Um, Hannah, a good week for you. What yeah, are you, good week, 70, 73 points. What are your top tips for the listeners this week? Uh, top tips, well, I play my free hit this week. Mm, I don't really know what that is, because so can you explain it? So you can change your team and it just lasts for that one week. But because we had teams that weren't playing this week, I didn't want to be at a disadvantage because I had a lot of players from teams that weren't playing. Mm. So rather than sacrificing points and then planning ahead to the next few weeks of fixtures, um, I just played my free hit. You can only play it once a season. Um, so I don't know why I spoke about that. I get at the top <laughs> once a season. Um, but yeah, I played that this week and uh, smashed myself back up into second you place. You smashed yourself time. back oh. up. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I did. Um, Nicole, do you play fantasy league? Um, no, I don't, Joe. I, you know why? I tried it maybe two, three seasons ago. I always forget to change my team, and then I get stressed out. And it's just trying to work it out based on the price of everyone is too much admin. It's. Re- do you know what I found this year? It's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's really. And then it- someone gets an injury, and you're like, ugh. Because I just thought, like, well, like, obviously, I'll just do it and then finish in, like, the top 10 and win a couple of hundred grand in, like, the country. It's really hard. I'm, I'm, not, I'm in the bottom four of the Rose Z League. <laughs> so you're really bad. I'm really, really bad. I'm really struggling. And also, I don't really understand how, like, the free hit and stuff works. So I. So he says that, but I did say it last week and the week before. So when we do it, let me see your fantasy, then we, we talk through this every week. And Joe clearly is not listening no. to anything because he's like, yeah, I still don't know what you mean. Idiot. So what what is your top tip then for for me this week, for example? Um, well, you just maybe potentially play your wild card and really done it. I did it a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> for God's sake, are you looking into the fixtures like the next two three weeks ahead? No, just the next week. Right, because what you need to get familiar with is uh, <laughs> eyeliner. <laughs> what you need to do, you need to get familiar with um, when you're looking at plays. You can everyone's graded on their form, everyone's graded on like bonus points from last week, and then you can look at the next three or four fixtures ahead. Mm. So that's what you need to plan. You need to look at statistically what a player. Obviously, you don't know what's going to happen on the day, um, but players like Harland or probably your top three or four players to say Salah then, but I took him out and he won't be going back into my team um, this week. I'll sacrifice points probably to get rid of him. But you need to look at the big players and don't try and say, I want too many differentials because you'll always have the key players will be get, like generating the points every week. So if you're questioning whether to captain Haaland, mm. like I did for two weeks, and I was like, I'm going to go for Salah. That was stupid. Don't be trying to be too clever. Yeah, exactly. Don't chase the points either. So there you go. So stick to the same team. Go with the... I didn't say... Oh, no, my God, you? you still not listen. <laughs> Hang on. No. <laughs> I never even said that. No, you said... What did you say? You said go with the... Oh, it doesn't matter. Go with the best players. Big, look two the, or three weeks ahead. The big names that um, are consistent. Hannah, you've got to go, haven't you? I do have Right, well, have fun yeah. at the dentist. Oh. Um, right, I'm Nicole, soon. one more. Hannah's gone. She's had to go to the dentist. Yeah, Hannah's um, departed. Hannah's, <laughs> Hannah's left. I should probably go to the dentist. It's been a while. We're, um, <laughs> we're, we're, lo- do you know what? We're, we're losing co-hosts like nobody's business. Mike's not turned up. Hannah's gone to the dentist. Don't blame them. It's just me and Your you now, kid. Is quite frankly. Um, just a quick bit of news. Brighton have appointed Roberto De Zerbi as the new head coach on a four-year deal. He's been out of work since leaving Shakhtar Donetsk in July, obviously following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Um, he was at Sassuolo before Shakhtar 
and he earned rave reviews for his style of football mm. at Sassuolo. Very fun attacking football, but it's drawn some criticism from old stick in the mud Fabio Capello, who thinks it's a bit too adventurous. There you go. Anyway, do you remember Jens Lehmann, Nicole? Oh my God, yeah, I loved right. him. So Jens Lehmann <laughs> has got him. According to Bild, which is a German newspaper, Jens Lehmann went onto his neighbour's property with a chainsaw Classic. and severed the roof beams of the new garage. In yeah. order to remain undetected, he'd apparently previously torn off the cable from a surveillance camera. That's like spy yeah. slash serial killer. Yeah, I love that. Um, have you ever had beef with a neighbour? Oh, uh, you know what? Actually, my current neighbours. Really? Uh, it's weird, though. They've, they've stopped. Now, I moved into my new flat. Mm. And for about a month or two, didn't hear anything. We're very lucky where we're situated in the in the block. We mm. basically have no real neighbours, but my bedroom wall does back onto uh, someone's living room. But apart from that, no one else surrounds us, if that makes any mm. sense. One, the first one, two months, I didn't even know that we had someone uh, next to my bedroom because didn't hear a peep. And then all of a sudden at like 3am on a Wednesday night slash Thursday morning, I'm hearing this like drum and bass music and I was like oh I thought what you were going to say bonking no that'd be quite nice no this was just like mm, mm, mm. oh my god and it was happening like every night for about a week what and I was like no you're actually taking the <laughs> anyway I would be slamming on my wall we then really that bad so loud and it wow. would be literally oh my god it happened once on a friday night into saturday morning and i was doing a sky sports show on saturday morning and i get picked up at say like 6 a.m or something crazy early yeah. for it i'm i've come out my flat and they're still having a party and it was like really dark as well at this time in the morning and i was just looking up into their flat because i could see them on someone on the dj decks i've got dj decks i was just staring at them like what is going on? I'm going to work and you're still having a bloody party. Yeah, they I mean I can tell you exactly what's going on. They're the all taking hell? drugs. Yeah, anyway, so I <laughs> that is did undoubtedly some, what's going on. Um, council noise complaints. Did you? <laughs> I was that that person, yeah. I uh, haven't heard a peep in a, the past couple of months. But, but they were killing my soul. Do you think that they had some other people staying with them or something? Because if they were really quiet, then you had it that was period. Weird. This was my thing. I kept saying to my flatmate, I was like, I don't get it. I've not heard anything from them for the past few months i didn't know if he'd like maybe turned 30 and was just having a mad one for like a <laughs> had a breakdown or, or literally had like an early life crisis going through a breakup have you met them no no that's weird isn't it it honestly baffling but now nothing very strange maybe my council noise complaints really <laughs> put them off well i once like i was staying at my mum's once and one of her next door so she lives in quite a quiet village she moved out of london about 10 years yeah. ago lives in quite a quiet village and um one of our next door neighbours was getting married and the reception was in their back garden. Right. And they'd put up like a, a what's the word? I always get this word Marquee. wrong. Marquee. I always yeah, want to say yeah, pagoda, yeah. but that's not right, is it? I don't even know what that is. I think a pagoda is like a small kind of uh, like octagonal or perhaps hexagonal kind of wooden structure that you might have in a Japanese garden and sit under and quietly contemplate life. Right, I'm so glad that you have <laughs> that. <laughs> there you go. Um, Rosette doesn't work out. We always do pagoda <laughs> podcast, pagodcast. But anyway, right. Um, so they were having like a like their reception there. And they had the marquee up and whatever. Like, and this guy's like a bit of a d anyway. Okay, right, yeah. So he like does stuff like he's got like a giant tree in his back garden. And he's got a much bigger garden, but it like overshadows my mum and the other next door neighbours. Just like annoying, insensitive, like thoughtless, selfish stuff. 
But like, it's like, okay, you're having a wedding reception. It's kind of a one-off. I can live with that. Yeah. And like 50, 60 people in your garden, obviously it's going to be a bit noisy. They had a f- rock band plugged into an amp. I'm not <laughs> even joking. Like, so literally like, you know, like, not that you and I go to festivals, but like if you're ever in like a live music space yeah. and like the band tune up and it's like, and it's like the room shakes yeah, yeah. and you're like, Jesus Christ, I need to get out of it before that starts. Literally that was going on in his back garden, a f- rock band till three in the morning. So I called 111 because I don't, it's not an emergency. 111. <laughs> but it's like, you can't call 999 because they've got proper stuff to do. Yeah. But I was like, guys, well, you've got to send the police around. You can't do this. It's like, oh, right. Okay. Well, we'll have to file an official complaint. It's like, no, but it'd be over by the time you get there next week. Oh, but it was a wedding. But you can't have a rock band with an amp. It's literally like window rattling. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. And also it's quite a sleepy village. So all the pensioners were probably... Having a heart it was, attack. Thought it was the apocalypse. Bless them. Um, You know what though? Jens Lehmann, I, uh, I met him I think a couple of times when I was at Arsenal the first time round um and I did an interview with him and he is a funny character we ended up he's mad isn't he and yeah he had some stories actually we did such a good interview it was about 10 minutes it was really funny it was really making me laugh and then I don't know what had happened but something hadn't properly recorded and so it it just oh, died. No. It, yeah, it didn't actually get recorded, so it never made it out there. There's not enough of those characters left in the Premier League, yeah, mentalists. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like the last real lunatic in the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, I mean it in yeah, a nice way, like so. a real crazy, like proper, like... But a big character. Yes. But also I think they're also media savvy and, and uh, worried about yeah. how they'll be perceived. And fair, fair enough, I suppose, mm. with social media and everything, that I think you wouldn't even really see that sort of side to people, would you? But he doesn't give a shit. He's just Liam Neeson did onto his oh next door neighbour's roof. That's exactly who he he yeah. he channeled his inner Liam Neeson. Um, uh, Nicole, I think we should probably leave it there. Um, okay, right. Fi- final prediction for the North London Derby. Ah, oh, this is going to come round to bite me. And I'm going to say something. And if I'm really off, you're going to crop it up. And you're going to put it on your Rosehead Instagram. Someone knows um, all the tech. <laughs> Oh, God. I reckon there'll be quite a few goals. Um, shall we say, let's do 3-1 Arsenal. 2-0 Spurs. Do you reckon? No, Arsenal will get a goal. I think, you're, I think it, you'll have 80% possession and we'll hit you on the counter. I don't think we'll win 2-0. That's what I've kind of... You're hoping for. That's what I hope would happen. That's I reckon, if, if we yeah. Play 3-1, perfectly. Gabriel Jesus with the first goal. There you go. Um, <laughs> Mike, thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> so he's not he's not Barry White. <laughs> um thanks Nicole. Thanks for having me. Um thanks Hannah. Oh that's all right, love, don't worry about it. That was quite a good voice. Um She's what? gonna hate me for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> that's how she talks. <laughs> she doesn't understand. Um right, okay. Uh, thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out anotherslice.com uh, forward slash Rosehead Football for lots of extra bits. Leave us a review and you can get mine or Mike's or Nicole's face on a mic. Oh my god, do me, do like. me. <laughs> that's what okay. you said to Toilet Man. Um right, and we will see you next time. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.